Hello everyone, welcome to Midnight Movie Confessionals, a new episode, this is your host Scott. I am on my way to uh, see a movie that's about a man who was 20, when he was 22 years old, he showed up with the Russian Mafia. Here's how it happened. That's right. I'm about to go see a movie known as The Machine. Now if you don't know about The Machine story, I do advise anyone that is listening to this podcast about right now, to uh, pause it, watch Burkhardt's The Machine Story on YouTube, which I think has about 9 million views at this point. It could be more, but I want you to watch that, then come back, and then you could probably understand what I'm going to talk about, because this is kind of a part of that, as well as the movie, The Machine, which also transported 20 years, 20 odd years into the future from that story, and he has to redeem himself, I believe. It does star Mark Hamill and Burt Kreischer, the comedian himself, who is behind this story. So, I will definitely tell you that this is part one, my quick little intro before the movie begins, because I thought, you know what, let's do this now, so you know that this is happening, and I know what's happening, and I know I'm a little, uh, let's just say a little fog hat right now. I'm having a little bit of a slow ride! Take it easy! Kind of fun time, so uh, yeah, after the movie is over and I'm out of the theater, I will remind you again that there will be spoilers ahead of this review. So just remember that, because I will definitely spoil my tail off. So please enjoy the part one of this piece of the puzzle, you can say, because this is going to be a fun time, okay? It's going to be a fun time, you're going to be a part of it. And I'm going to take you on the journey, okay? Okay, cool. I'll see you in a few minutes. Warning. When the following review from Midnight Movie Professionals is rated R, there will be many spoilers ahead. So please, please do remember to consider yourselves warned. The review will begin in three, two, one. Hey guys, welcome back to Midnight Movie Professionals. I'm your host, Scott, and I forgot to mention... I am the machine. That's right. Burke Kreischer's movie, The Machine, just came out. And oh my God, was it fantastic. I cannot believe how fantastic it was. I might be a little inebriated right now, but that's a good thing because I am the machine. I went fucking completely balls in. I went balls deep and no one could tell me otherwise. I did the most craziest thing I ever think I ever done. For watching the movie. I'm probably not going to remember a whole lot of what I just am trying to say right now. I feel like what happened with Bullet Train. And I still need to review that movie. Because of the fact that I screwed up so badly with that movie's review. But anyways. For many of you that don't know who Burt Kreischer is. I think I already mentioned this at the beginning of this podcast recording. Please do me a big favor and pause yourself, like pause this recording right and watch his story about joining the Russian Mafia when he was 22 years old in the late 90s. Please do that because then you'll understand what I am talking about because of the fact that if you do that, you're going to understand the machine. And then when you come back, you can then, uh, again, if you didn't hear it the first time, come back and then we can talk about the movie. So the movie kind of starts with a bit of a couple of flashbacks from the past. When uh, Bert found himself screwed up a little bit. 
and more or less, um, he more or less tried to do some stupid things and realized that he shouldn't be doing that at all. Back when he was, uh, we went to Moscow more or less, and now it feels like it's kind of caught up with him. I should also mention who's also in this movie. I think I forgot to do that, so I will do that now. The people that are starring in this movie are Burt Kreischer, Mark Hamill, Jimmy Tatro, Iva Babich, Babich, Stephanie Kurzweil, and Jessica Gabor. I I apologize if I butchered anyone's name. That wasn't my intention. But um, anyways, uh, this is all based on his story, on his life, and whatnot, his story that he has created within uh, the realm of stand-up comedy. So basically, when he was back in college as a Florida State alumnus, he went on a Russian train trip. Not really just one train trip. It was like a, a whole trip to Russia, and he got introduced to some mobsters, and uh, he found himself hanging out with them throughout the time he was there. And when he first introduced himself, he called himself, I am the machine. And they're like, huh? He's like, I'm the machine! And then they started to, like, hang out and just do dumb shit, like run a pool hall scam, steal a boat, did numbers and stuff. Like, just did weird, like, did gangster stuff, basically. Like, something that you'd think of, you know? Like, steal cars or whatever. Chop shops, whatever. Doesn't matter. But anyways, he's done that. He goes on an overnight train trip to Russia. He thinks that his buddy Igor, who opened the door, will hang out with him. He can't. And he did yada. So he, uh, while he's also doing these drunken, uh, short, like, shenanigans, he's also giving his friends while he was drunk really, uh, good advice and quote a lot of movies because this is 1997. So, I think this is his second year in college. I can't remember how long. No, yeah, his second year, maybe. Anyways, jump to the, tw- like, uh, around 21 plus years later. The story's kind of blown up for him. He's kind of just doing whatever. He's at a therapy session with his parent, with his family, talking about how he feels like a lot of the things that he's made progress on are a good thing. This, that, and the other thing. His oldest daughter is not really digging that and just doesn't feel like he's right about what he's talking about. His wife's like, get real. Get out of here, Bert. You're, you're not changing. You're an idiot. And uh, his youngest daughter's like, I love you, daddy. Like, she doesn't really care. In a sense, she just loves him because he's just a dumbass and he's just an idiot. But it's the next, I guess it jumps to the next day. It's his eldest daughter's sweet 16 birthday party. And she wanted it to be small. Didn't want to have a whole bunch of people there. And she barely knows. And he's like, I don't like this party, dad. Why did you give this to me? And it's like, honey, you're turning 16. You're almost an adult. You're close to that age. And you know what? You need to have some fun and meet new people, man. Like, like and you know all my friends, don't you? Like, come on now. You know JoJo and uh, Joey, right? Coco, right? You know Coco. And it's like he also invites the parents, like the kids' moms as well. And it's just like, what's funny is that his wife plays one of the, the kid's parents, the kid's mom, his real life uh, wife, Leanne. And I kind of say, even if it was a cameo, it's a blink and you'll miss it. It's very funny to me to think that his wife 
literally said yes, Bert, honey. I will be in your stupid movie. Let's go to Serbia and do this stupid shit. Because that's where they filmed it. They filmed it in Serbia. They couldn't film it in Russia itself because of the situation going on in Russia. Number one. And number two, I don't think it would be safe to do so anyway for a bit of a Hollywood movie. Like, I don't think if, if he did actually go to Russia, it would be a safe thing to do. But then again, what do I know? I don't know at all. But anyways, they go through this whole debacle. Mark Hamill, uh, Bird's dad, shows up and starts to give him, like, just a lot of bullshit like this, that, and the other thing. Just kind of ruins the night for him. He doesn't like it very much. He's just trying to, like, say, Dad, shut the fuck up. Leave me alone and shit. And um, he does all that. He also remembers to, like, find out what else is happening with his daughters, one of which is his eldest, who's having the Sweet 16, decides to go for a camping weekend and leave the family for a little bit because she's just so ticked off at her dad. And after this happens, he goes back into his little man cave sort of space just to try and calm down. And his dad and Bert are talking when this Russian... Um, Banditi female, female Banditi, uh, shows up and says, Are you Bert? I need you to come back with me to Russia. And this chick sounds honestly like the kind of person that um, he talks about in his stand-up, This Can't Be Happening, when he talks about the story about flying dildos, the live sex show. But that's another story for another day. But I gotta say, that story is freaking hilarious. I'll say that. But anyways, um... Yeah, holy crap, it's freaking 12.28, doesn't feel like it. Anyways, um, oh, what was I trying to say? Oh, yeah, he does the thing. He's taken to Russia, technically kidnapped, because the DJ of the party was actually a Russian monster in disguise and will kill his daughter if uh, he doesn't do what, like, what Bert is being told to do, being ordered around to do. So he has to do a lot of flashbacks to back when he went to Russia and did whatever. He had a bunch of stupid things happen, like he stole the train, he stole a boat. He robbed people from the train. One of the people that he stole from had a family heirloom that he stole and gave to before he left for like left back for the States to his friend Igor, whom I guess a little bit later on in his story, he decides to settle down and have a bunch of kids and not be a gangster anymore. And I applaud him for that, which is a good idea, my friend. You don't have to be a gangster to be cool. You could just be cool by doing something you like. You know what I mean? Then you'll find yourself being cool with people that like you, you know? Then you could have that feeling. But anyways, a bunch of the other people that he has to meet are apparently the, the banditi he thought he knew, like the one from the train... And a few other people like that. But while on the train, they go through the whole discussion about how he's the female Banditi's origin story because Bert stole a pocket watch that belonged to her dad. And her two brothers are also trying to get after it. Which actually, when they get to the first hotel, they start to do the flashbacks about when he was living in the dorms. They also run into her first brother, where Bert, I don't know how, though, he actually shoots 
the brother, who then shoots another of his buddies, who shoots the concierge at this hotel, and it's like, what the fuck? He's going to hell. He's going to jail. He killed three people by technicality. He's going to jail. He's going to jail, man. He's going to jail. <laughs> He's going to jail. <laughs> He's going to jail. Uh, jail's a funny word. I'm high. But anyways, uh, what else happens? Oh, yeah, the whole situation actually gets a little bit more crazier when they're on the train. They're talking about the origin story. That uh, I think at one point, uh, Bird's dad snores cocaine. I don't remember when, but he snores it and he just starts to get really fucking high. And like, he starts talking really fast. It's like, like Bird asks, Dad, are you okay? You sound like you're on speed. And his response is, come on speed. And it's the funniest shit ever, man. Like, fuck. It's just too funny for words right now just to explain. But the fact that this has happened in this movie, it's just like, oh, dude, this is too much. But at the same time, it's just, it's perfect that way. And I like that about this movie because it just, it worked on so many levels. If you're just completely gone with the wind like I am, blasting on a bit of booze and some weed. I think I'm coming off of it pretty good, though. But anyways, um, the rest of the, the movie kind of, has him go through the train trip. Uh, Bird gets thrown off the train after his uh, friend who he's trying to help uh, gets shot. Well, this Russian gangster lady, whatever her name is, I can't remember right now. But she uh, wants, like, like, they both find themselves reacquainting with one another, reuniting, whatever you want to have, whatever you want to call it, at the. At this village that apparently Igor finds, well, finds Bert nearby because he thought he was a big bear, but he's actually just Bert the machine. And he's actually a little bit uh, fatter now and has man titties, which is funny as shit. He has man titties and he's going to jail. <laughs> Anyways, he does this. And after he does all that, they get themselves uh, situated. He helps repair the monsters the monster's leg and then they take off heading back to moscow properly so they can finally finish off this whole escapade which in turn sees bert get back to his old ways especially on the train he has a fuckload of vodka then there's a part where he literally just gives zero fucks it just drinks it all and then fireworks are launching off behind him and it says, The Machine. And it's just the funniest shit ever, man. Like, I've never been this astoundedly, like, laughing my ass off, but I am. And I'm loving it. And it's just too fucking funny for words. Like, there's so many fun moments in this movie. It's just, I don't know how else to describe it. This movie just gets more and more intense. It just, it gets more ridiculous. Because there's still, like, there's a fight between Bert and the older brother who they try to do the whole like flip from back off like off, like try to get back up from their back the whole weird worm backwards worm thing i don't know how to call it that but like bird tries he fucking fails hard and it's just what's funny is that uh his dad has been saying he's a total pacifist and helps shoot 
Like he's been saying he's a dope bastard for how many years, and yet he shoots someone as well, and that's what makes it funny about this because it's like, how in the fuck does he shoot him? Like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, it's so weird. Maybe I'm misremembering some shit because I think I am. But anyways, they get the pocket watch back. The older stepbrother dies, or it's the younger one. I can't remember which. It's one of them. And uh, Bert and his dad head back home separately. Well, they go back together in a sense after everything's been sorted out. And uh, now, and then she, the mobster lady, crushes the pocket watch because, like, finally she feel, she feels free. Doesn't have to worry about it anymore. It's over with because her dad is dead as well because of the gunfire I forgot to mention. But anyways, it feels better now. Now it's like, okay, I don't have to worry about trying to like right the wrongs anymore for Bert. Bert's free to go. And so they both go home separately. And when Bert comes back, he's able to talk to his daughter and be like, I love you. I'm so sorry for being an asshole. I don't feel like I'm, I was, I was the old me for a while. Now I'm the old me again. I'm back, but I should be. And then they have a therapy session one more time. And, well, Bert and his therapist, I mean, because that's how it actually started. And then it ends with, when I, was 43, when I was 43 years old, I got involved with the Russian Mafia. Here's how it happened. Almost like he's retelling the story of, like, how he got involved with the Russian Mafia. But this time, how he got involved again. And that's what makes it so funny. This was fantastic. I don't want to be biased, because that is the end of the movie, by, by the way. I don't want to be biased and give this movie a 10 out of 10, but in my heart, personally, this movie is more than a 10 out of 10. This is a, an 11 out of 10. This deserves to be in the Hall of Fucking Fame for comedies now. In my, in my list, you know what I mean? But I'm not going to be biased, but knowing how Bert is as a comedian, I love his raunchiness. He's quite the eccentric. But I'll definitely say he was one of my favorite uh, musicians, uh, not musicians, stand-up comedians. So I'll definitely say, for the most part, that um, he, quite frankly, gets the highest score I can get without being beyond bias for his movie, The Machine, which... I still can't believe is how like, is as fantastic as it is. It was amazing. It had moments that just made more sense than they should, and it just worked. And it's just it's incredible how they do it now. It is, you know, like you know what? Without me rambling and just jawing on and on and on, the machine starring Burt Kreischer and Mark Hamill gets a nine out of ten. Now, my final thoughts on it, it is an incredible first time for Burt Kreischer. I know he's done a lot of documentary stuff. He hasn't really... He's tried acting a couple of times. He hasn't done anything as big as this. I got an actual, like, where he's the star or anything like that at all. Minus his specials, if you want to count those. But I don't really want to not count those. But at the same time, how can I count them? Like, those are specials. They're not, like... They're not like he's actually acting. He's just telling a story 
do stand-up, and that's just his shtick, and this is what makes him so funny to me. Like, it's just perfect, you know? Like, I actually like how he does it. Now, there are a few things that I didn't like, but it was just how the story was set up. I kind of wish it was more of a proper... Like, I kind of wish it wasn't all, like, staying here, flashback, staying here, flashback, like, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It should have been, like... Let's see the first part of his story properly through the flashbacks, right? And then have some previous, like, some ones that we haven't seen yet be the flashback. You know what I mean? Like, like oh, like, while well, this actually happened, I did this, you know? So then we can, like, instead of, like, flashback, current time, flashback, current time, over and over and over and over and over. It would be better just to have the original story that he, how he tells it, done in a flashback, and then... When we need the parts that we haven't heard about or seen or anything like that, that's when we get the flashbacks. I feel like it would have been a bit better, but I agree with Kevin James and uh, Bert like on Two Birds One K. I definitely agree with Kevin James here. He's gonna make a boatload of money on this. He's not gonna lose anything. I personally think Bert Crush is gonna make money off of this, and I hope he gets more movies out that he wants to do because you know what, this guy. Hasn't made a movie properly at all. I know National Lampoon's Van Wilder was based around his partying lifestyle. And if I'm honest, I kind of wish they said, hey, would this be okay? Not to sue him, like not so he gets like not so he sues, but say, yes, I'd love you to have this be a fictionalized version of me. That's fine. Like that would be even better because not many people would know who he was until he did what he did with his stand-up. And that's what makes it work. And that's what I like about him. He's done a lot of great work. Burt Kreischer has done, like, some of his specials that I've seen are fantastic. I loved Hey Big Boy. I watched a little bit of Razzle Dazzle. Razzle Dazzle was great. Uh, this Can't Be Happening is another one that's hit, as great as his. But my absolute favorite is the Machine stand-up story. But if you want other people that are like him, Check out Tom Segura. I think Tom Segura would be great to have a movie about. Or at least one of his stories. But you know what? We never know. I will say, though, this movie was fantastic. This movie had good moments that made me happy and enjoy it. Like, I know I kind of fell asleep through some of it. So that's probably why I missed it. Not intentionally, but just because I've been up so much. Haven't had any time to sleep, really. I felt like I was kind of sleeping through parts of it. Not intentionally, but I know I heard what I heard. So that helps. And I can kind of see it somehow without with my eyes being closed, weirdly. But anyways, I have to say this movie was fantastic. It definitely did its job. Like, as a solo movie of a comedian whose most iconic story went viral, like... It works. Like, to have it so, like, the story's gone viral, but now it's like... What would have happened if someone from the Russian Mafia who knew his story decided to track him down and kidnap him? And that's what I like about it. It's pure escapism, and that's what I like. I like escapism. There are times when I like documentaries, but there's times when it's just nice to have a movie that just fucks with your brain. And this is what that was. It was a lot of like a, a what the fuck is going on? This can't be real. But that's what I like about it. It's just so funny. Like, I definitely know, like I said, in my heart, this movie is more than a, t a 9 out of 10. It's a 10. It's an 11 out of 10. It's more than a 10. 
this is how much I love it. I probably am going to, when it's available on home release, as well as streaming, I'm going to buy it on my phone. I'm going to buy it on Apple Music, whatever, Apple TV Plus. I'm going to buy it for physical format, DVD and Blu-ray, whatever. And heck, if I'm able to, if he comes back to Vancouver for a show at a club with a few people, I will go see him. If he's doing it at a stadium, I will go buy a ticket to see this man perform because this man is a nutcase, but I love him too much to not get mad at him, if that makes sense. But uh, I'll definitely say he made me like, feel like I felt like I needed to train and be a little bit like him a little bit today, which honestly probably not the best thing in the world. But you know what? That's what I like about him. You can replicate it. You can try to go, like, you can try to do it your way to be, like, the machine. But there's never going to be someone that can replace him at all. There's never going to be anyone that's able to not, like, to be able to go pound for pound with him, my guy. So it's like, don't try. But you know what? If you like us, if you like this movie, check out some of his Netflix specials. Or if you're on YouTube, check out... His broadcast stuff, or even watch Two Bears One Cave with his friend Tom Segura on the Your Mom's House Network, or better yet, watch his YouTube series Something's Burning on his channel. It is fantastic. But I'll definitely say this movie is fantastic as well. I think better than Fast X and better than a lot of the movies that I've seen in the past while, but it's definitely. I don't know if it's going to be better than Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, but it could very well be. Maybe that's going to be better. My, that might be my 10 out of 10 that I give this year. That might be the very first that I give a 10 out of 10 on. I don't know. But I do know there's some classics out there that are a 10 out of 10 for me, but I haven't done reviews on them yet. Maybe my maybe the thought on them will have changed if I decide to do a podcast on them. But, uh, Yeah. I do have to say that it was quite the experience to watch this movie. I do kind of feel like I need to watch it again. Because of the fact that I don't remember a whole lot. But at the same time, it did have moments that made me laugh and have fun. So I'll definitely say that. But at the same time... Yeah, it was good, man. It's a good movie. I'll definitely say. Until next time, folks. I will all see you next time. This is Scott signing out. End transmission.